When is the best time to retire? There is no right or wrong answer. On today's show, we'll highlight some things that you can do now to help ensure you and your finances are ready to take that big step into retirement. And now, Wealth Health Radio with Joe Murphy. Welcome in, everybody. This is Wealth Health Radio with Joe Murphy. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Joe, of course, is, well, he's a fiduciary. He's an investment advisor representative. Uh, Murphy Wealth Management is where you find him. MWMfinancial.tax is the website. Uh, more than 20 years you've been helping folks. Joe, hi, how are you? I'm doing great, Steve. Hard to get rid of me, right? We talk every week, so we do. Like the best buds, and uh, <laughs> we well, get through it together. Well, yeah, it's like it's like I'm in class every week, and I'm, I'm taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> good, good to hear from you, buddy. Glad to do this show here on a Sunday. Yeah. the uh, You know, we talk about lifestyle and retirement a lot and, and maintaining that lifestyle. And it's it can be challenging. And, and I mean, we have to sort of prioritize what we want and things can get fairly tricky. But uh, but again, there are there are ways to do it to just charge on through this thing. And that's why we rely on you. Absolutely. And, and, you know, one of the things about being a fiduciary firm and understanding and having relationships with our clients, Steve, everyone's situation is going to be different, especially when it comes to, you know, lifestyle and spending. That's all going to be custom, you know, custom designed to your particular needs. And everyone's a little bit different. So when we have people come in here, you know, we want to understand, you know, how is the spending going to change in retirement? What are those bucket list items? What are those things? And one of the main things that we always take a look at is what are the assets that we're, we're looking at to fund this retirement lifestyle? And, you know, we, we sit down with clients. We understand that everyone's a little bit different, but we do see the same types of assets. There's only so many types of assets that you can have out there, Steve, whether it's, right. you know, stocks, bonds, real estate, you know, people build their wealth in various, various ways. As a wealth management office, Steve, one of the things that I think separates us a little bit more is wealth management means what it is. Wealth management, not just stock management or bond management or income planning. We want to manage all types of wealth, particularly what we see a lot and what we've had a lot lately is real estate clients. You know, people coming in and have accumulated, you know, a, a massive amount of properties, whether they're receiving income off them or they're managing it. A lot of people build wealth in real estate. And that's one thing that I wanted to kind of tick in on today was talk that, you know, we just don't zero in on stocks and bonds here. You know, real estate is one absolutely critical aspect of people's wealth building. And, you know, being a tax efficient office and having Amber in this firm is really an advantageous position for our clients. Because when it comes to real estate, just like when you sell your positions in a stock or a bond portfolio, one of the biggest blows to owning real estate is the transaction costs and the taxes. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, absolutely. And, and most of our radio listeners have probably heard of a very useful tax code, and it's the 1031 exchange. Steve, I'm sure you're familiar with the 1031 exchange. Absolutely, and, you know, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, it allows you to exchange like properties. You can you know, defer those taxes. You have to locate a property. And, and we just had a client come in uh, last week with this same situation. They, they wanted to do a 1031 exchange, defer those taxes up front so they weren't having to take that huge tax hit by Uncle Sam. You know, you'd be looking at if you sell a property outright, you're looking at federal taxes, you're looking at state taxes, that Medicare surcharge, and then the depreciation recapture. So these are all huge obstacles to overcome when you want to sell a rental property or a commercial real estate property that you own. And, you know, for various reasons, you know, sometimes looking at a 1031, it can be a really good fit if you can find that property. But what we had when our client came in is we had that time ticker because you have a very limited time to find a like property, and then actually close on that property. You actually have 180 days total. I don't know about you, but every time that we've seen these things come in, Steve, it usually happens right as soon as the client's going to go on vacation. So then we're really pressed for time to get <laughs> sure. to 1031 identified and get the property closed. One of the best things that we found out there is called a Delaware Statutory Trust. And that's really freed up a lot of our clients um, using these DSTs as opposed to using a like property 
is is so simple and so easy for our clients to get in. And what it allows them to do is defer those taxes just if they did a traditional 1031 exchange. Um, but the DST or Delaware Statutory Trust offers some advantages that you don't have to worry about doing a traditional 1031 or buying a property outright. And those big advantages, I mean, they're absolutely huge. We'll go into a little bit more detail in later shows, Steve. But I wanted to let people know we do do that. We don't just do stocks and bonds here. We are a, a true wealth management office. So if you're sitting on a real estate property and you're not sure what to do or you're sick of, you know, the tenants, the trash, the toilets and, and you're collecting rent, um, we do have opportunities out there to invest in institutional class real estate. You know, Amazon, CVS, mobile homes, storage facilities. These are all out there. And what the DST allows you to do is buy partial shares into that trust and have stability income coming in without any of the headaches of regular property management that also wipes out all that tax exposure and you can do what they call swap till you drop and that's what we like and as soon as you pass away the best tax benefit is you get that step up in basis so your heirs aren't going to have that tax obligation that you would normally have if you sold that property so a lot of advantages out there and i just wanted to bring that up because we've been seeing it steve more and more come in and we wanted to offer that lifeline so if you're sitting on real estate properties and you're not sure what to do, give us a call and we can at least guide you through some different options out there, show you what's real, show you what's not, explain it all, educate you so you can make a good decision. Because at 70 or 80 years old, the last thing that I want to do is have the headache of managing a property, but I still want the income. That's what these things allow you to do. 800-930-5905. That's the number, folks, that can get you started. So with the exchange, if you've got a, an apartment building and you want to get out of it, you literally find something similar in value? Yeah, a traditional 1035 is you have to find a like property. So if you have, a say, an apartment complex, you're going to have to find another apartment complex. If you have a mortgage on there, you're going to have to find that debt ratio in that uh, a new apartment complex. That can be really difficult on a traditional 1031 exchange, Steve, because you have a time constraint to identify that. that that's going to entail you going to see it, you know, negotiating. We had a client do a 1031 exchange, and unfortunately, the first two properties that they identified fell through. Oh, no. um, So, yeah, and they only had two days left on that time ticker, that 180-day time ticker, to close on a sale. So on that third property, they were not in a very advantageous bargaining position, and they ended up overpaying. The seller made out like a bandit, um, but this one did, and that's the problem with the traditional traditional 1031 exchange is you have that time constraint and then you also have to find these properties identify them it can be really tricky and if it's not executed perfectly it's not going to count and you're going to end up paying taxes and we've seen clients steve do this and they'll go in and become such a frustrating situation that they'll end up just selling the property outright and taking that huge tax hit we can do the dsts and what the dst is different from a traditional 1031 exchange you're actually putting your money into a trust that's professionally managed that owns these institutional class properties. So you get exposure, you get income, you get the depreciation, and you get any asset growth inside that, but you don't have to worry about that ticker. So we've gotten these things done within five days and kind of missed that, that tax obligation of a traditional 1031 by using this Delaware statutory trust. It's out there. There's not a lot known on it. There's not a lot of people with expertise. We do have that expertise here at this firm. And you know what? We're, we're seeing more and more clients with their real estate and they're trying to unload into this awesome hot market, but they don't want to give up that income. And that's really where these things come in. It's no must, no fuss. There's some upsides, there's some downsides, but each individual client is different and will happily advise and make sure you understand the pros and the cons before you would actually enter any type of contract. To do that, it sounds to me like that's nothing I want to deal with by myself. <laughs> I'm, it I'm is definitely yeah you can't deal either if you do a traditional 1031 or or you do into the delaware statutory trust whichever one you do you definitely don't want to do it alone you actually have to use what's called a qit or a qualified intermediary account um, there are some larger title companies that offer these accounts but when you sell the property you can't take possession of the proceeds you have to do this in advance and you have to plan in either way whether you do the traditional 1031 or you 1031 in the dst it's definitely something you do not want to go along you want to have a professional at your side that can help facilitate this transaction and make sure it's the right fit for you and that's what we as fiduciaries do 
If it seems too good to be true, it probably is. I would just say, give Joe a call, right? Give you a call because I know you're going to treat me right. Yeah. And, you know, Steve, one of the things is remember, you know, fiduciaries, we're not commission-based brokers. Um, and these DSTs and, you know, with, uh, with the 1031 exchange, if you do this with a broker dealer, um, you'd end up paying that gross dealer concession, a commission on this, you know, as a, as a fiduciary firm, we don't charge commission. So, you know, that's just another advantage of going with a, a fiduciary and an RIA firm um, for your real estate needs, as opposed to going to a traditional broker because of that commission thing. And, and we always tell our clients, whenever there's commission involved, you always have to ask yourself, are they doing it for me or are they doing it for themselves? Sure. Definitely, you know, there's costs out there. You need to be aware and we make sure our clients are fully advised. That's fantastic. Folks, if you're interested, 800-930-5905. It's a great way to be able to really just take a different approach to things. And I know that there are a lot of folks out there that that are in real estate. I mean, I got friends that, you know, own a ton of properties and they're starting to get up in their 60s and they're saying, hmm, maybe, <laughs> maybe it's time to take another look. Yeah. I mean, Steve, just think about it logically. I mean, you know, you, you've built, you know, your real estate empire, you, you know, you've probably received a lot of income. You've used that depreciation schedule, that 27 year depreciation schedule to write off against that income. It's been a beautiful thing. But when you're tired of doing the maintenance, collecting the checks, you know, getting the trash coordinated, all those things that go along with maintaining a property, this can be a really good fit to give yourself an exit, mitigate completely the tax obligation defer those tax obligations, you know, 100% by using that 1031 into the DST and kind of have a set it and forget it income schedule off properties that you choose. And say you want to switch to a different type of commercial property in the DST, you can swap till you drop. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, let's go ahead and invite folks to call Jonas to come on in and, and have the conversation. Absolutely, guys. And you know what my favorite saying is by now, if you want something you've never had, you got to do some things you've never done. And that starts with a phone call to a fiduciary financial advisor. So if you're driving down the street right now and you haven't heard us on the radio before, give us a call. We'll set up that 15-minute introductory call, get to know you, get to know your situation, and see, more importantly, if we can benefit your situation. So if you're one of the next 10 callers with $250,000 or more saved for retirement with real estate or investments, we are going to custom design an easy-to-understand financial review that's going to indicate if you are in need of a full-blown plan. There is absolutely no cost or obligation for our radio listeners that call in right now. So let us help you take the guesswork out of retirement planning. These 10 spots go quick every week, Steve. Give our listeners that magic number to call. My pleasure, Joe. 800-930-5905. Here it is. A great opportunity for you to come on in. It's a practical financial review. If you're listening, give us a call. 800 930 5905. You heard Joe, 10 callers right now. We'll get the comprehensive financial review. You'll see where you are today, but more importantly, you'll find that you now have a roadmap that'll help get you to where you need to be. 800-930-5905. Again, 800-930-5905. Are you and your spouse on the same page when it comes to retirement planning? Maybe you've never had the conversation. When we come back, some retirement planning tips for couples. Hey, we're back on Wealth Health Radio with Joe Murphy. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. And uh, Joe is, of course, Murphy Wealth Management. That's the company. MWMfinancial.tax is the website. And, uh, you know, you have, boy, you really sort of opened our eyes. I mean, I'm hearing from people already to say, well, okay, I want to talk about this DST thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know. There, it's a little known, you know, tax efficiency is is what our area of expertise here is at that firm. And one of the main drivers of that is Amber. You know, she understands tax code. You know, we're lucky enough to, to have a lot of connections with real estate agents. You know, our clients own a lot of real estate. So when it boils down to it, Steve, it's something that we absolutely want to be able to help our clients and guide them through, especially when they get to that retirement age. You know, a lot of people have money in real estate. It's important to be able to service that. We can't just exclude it and say, sorry, we don't do that. Right. It doesn't make any sense. No, of course um, but, not. you know, wealth is much more than just stocks and bonds. A lot of people have the traditional accounts and that's awesome too. And we understand how to, how to manage that. But when it comes to real estate, there seems to be a huge knowledge gap 
um, especially what to do at the tail end, you know, how to make it more tax efficient, how to create that legacy plan for your heirs and, you know, give it proportionate value, um, regardless of how many kids or how, how, you know, how few kids you have, you can set up a legacy plan. So there's so many different ways to plan with this, but the bottom line is we can educate you. So if you're sitting on a commercial real estate property or you have, you know, just a couple rental homes that you're sick and tired of trying to, you know, do the 1031 and swap for identicals, you know, we have solutions here and we can absolutely educate you. I like that. 800-930-5905. So this, we're going to talk about couples and, and getting, getting to <laughs> retirement and I, I you know we've had a, we've had conversations before joe about and and you've got some great stories of, of couples who come in and and you know really how many couples when they come and sit across the table from you in that first meeting and and you say so when do you want to retire or how do you want to retire and they look at each other with the you know deer in the headlight look the the best answer that i usually get and always cracks a smile on my face is when i ask a question like that yeah. and i get two different answers simultaneously <laughs> <laughs> so i get a Perfect. yes no right away and then you know it's it's kind of funny but what that does look conversation it opens up the door. You know, that's that's why we do this. That's why we want to talk about it. We want to get stuff on the table so we can identify exactly where everyone is and in, in, you know in the family. You know, the husband and wife, you have to be on the same page when it comes from retirement. We do see some couples with separate finances. It's not as common as 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 you would think. We do see that, but for the most part, everyone's joined, but one's thinking one way and one's thinking the other. So what my job is when couples come in here is we got to bring everyone back on that same page and get everyone working towards that same goal and understand why are we doing what we're doing? It's for the benefit of both, not just for one. Exactly. And and like you said, I know, again, a friend of mine, he and his wife have had separate finances for like 25 or 30 years, sure. which again, it's, I mean, that seems unusual to me, but you know, okay. But like you said, it's, it's people do that. They do do that. And, you know, everyone's different. There's no right or wrong way yeah, to do right. things. Of course. Maybe maybe tax filing. You know, we, we will run it both ways for, for those couples that do keep it, you know, finances separately. We'll show, you know, married filing jointly or married filing separate. And, and we'll show the difference in the tax advantages of one or the other. Um, but for the most part, you know, we are we don't judge like that. You know, yeah. we're just, we're going to plan with what's in front of us. But when it comes to traditional couples, you know, working towards, you know, having the same income come in and same bills and everything's in one joint account. Um, that's where it's really important that we are on the same page. And that, and that's why that, that initial conversation it is, it's humorous, but it's also the beginning point of planning. Because when I see that diversion of thought, my first job is okay, we need to get them on the same page. We need to find out why one is saying yes and one is saying no. Whatever the reason might be, we just need to identify that so we can understand how to put that into the plan and make sure it's beneficial for both. For both. And it, it, that's that comes down to strategy as well, because, I mean, as you begin to, I mean, again, if a couple is coming in to see you and they're talking about retirement, obviously they're they're getting close. And so it's real important to make sure that, yeah, those strategies that you lay out make sense and are going to benefit both in the long run. Yeah. I mean, and one of the things that we look at, and I don't know if a lot of other firms do this, is the longevity. Look, if we look at the actuarial tables, if you look at the mortality tables, and remember, these actuaries, we are all equated to math, you know, formulas, and they understand exactly how long we're going to live. And what we usually see is women live longer than men. And that's got to be a part of the planning process, because if the missus is going to live longer than the man, she's going to need a little bit more money. So we have to make sure that we account for that. So when we're saving strategies, we have to ensure that, you know, the account is going to pass over or we're not draining too much from this account or this account. So these are all things that we have to consider when we're dealing with couples. It's very different than dealing with a single individual because we have one straight linear line that we need to follow. But when couples, we can deviate, whether it's age or maybe there's a health issue for one. You know, these are all variables, Steve, that you have to consider. You can end up getting burned. Well, and again, as we start to look at this, uh, Social Security claiming becomes a, a real strategy. And there are I, I just looked this up. There's 567 options for couples to claim <laughs> Social Security. I mean, that's insane to me. Uh, but the point is, you understand that. And again, from a couple standpoint, boy, there's it's so important to maximize that Social Security. 
I completely agree. And, and, you know, we have the great Amber here. She does all our social security maximization. She does all the social security planning for our clients and, and she's really, really good at it. Um, but like you said, it can be really complex. The bottom line is you have to account um, for both both spouses. You have to make sure that you're accounting for the woman and the man. Because remember, if you elect early, Steve, um, that's going to have a direct impact on your spouse's benefit for the rest of her life because she's going to get the greater of the two. So if you take it at age 62 and take that reduced benefit, that's probably, if it's the greater of the two, that's what she's going to get. So we need to make sure that we plan that election time. We key that in for both spouses. And like you said, there's so many different options out there. We use software too, but we also put in that human element. You know, We understand, we want to make sure if there's health issues from one spouse or health issues on the other, that we're taking account for that. And that's probably going to trigger an early election because we want to get use of that money while that spouse is still alive. So these are all things that we're going to consider when we sit down and do that social security max because look it is a valuable annuity we know for sure that that thing is going to continue to pay it may be reduced in later years but that thing is going to pay out so we need to make sure that we're planning for it and maximizing for it because it is going to be a 30 to 40 percent part of your retirement income through retirement on average for most americans it's going to make up a pretty large portion of, of that income coming in we need to make sure that we're maximizing it absolutely and and as you do that we then have to start looking at RMDs, required minimum distribution. Uh, we've got to start taking those at 72. But, you know, we've talked before, Joe, that, you know, maybe you start essentially taking those before you get there by way of a Roth conversion. So you don't have so much to take as an RMD. Yep. And I call that taking it off the top or cooling that thing off a little bit and yeah. using incremental Roth conversions. Um, it's just, it's so valuable because once that RMDH uh, starts, Steve, you basically lose control over a portion of that money. And remember that first year, and this is ballpark percentage calculations, you're going to start at 3.65% that April following the year that you turn 72. 3.65%, um, then I think the next year, 385 And these are ballpark percentages. Remember, there's a formula based on your age and the factor, um, but I'm just giving ballpark percentages so people can get an idea of what you're going to have to draw out. Sure. Um, what we do with these Roth conversions is we're going to make sure because if you had to take 4% of your, you know, $2 million or your million dollar IRA, it's a significant amount that could have a direct impact on your other income for that year. So if we can reduce that uh, with Roth conversions over time, then we're reducing or effectively reducing that RMD for the rest of your life. And we're creating that tax-free account that you can pull off of with nothing that Uncle Sam can do about it. Those are the accounts that I love, the uncuffed from the U.S. government. That's why we love the Roth here, because it does. It takes Uncle Sam out of the picture. So using these incremental Roth conversions allows you to build that tax-free account and lessen that demand by Uncle Sam on HFC. 72 and beyond. Well, it's 72, and now they're talking the, with the Secure Act 2.0, which actually we're going to be talking about next week. One yeah. of the one of the big changes is is upping that RMD age from 72 over the next 10 years to 75. Well, I hope so. You know, the, this I guess recessionary environment that we're headed into, and you know, obviously looking at a, at a bear market in the in the stock market. I just saw a study come out recently, Steve, that you know the market volatility is in part due to the lower income that people are going to be able to spend um, because their incomes are lowering down overall. Um, that's less discretionary income. That's going to be a direct impact on how much they can spend in retirement. So these are all things that we have to absolutely consider when we're looking at all this stuff. You know, you can't just say, you know, I'm going to pick and choose the things that are easy or the things you have to understand the whole picture, how it works. And when we do these comprehensive financial plans, I can't just do it by memory. We have software that we use, but the software that we use um, is proprietary and it's interactive. So as things are coming and I'm looking at a client's financial plan on one of our quarterly meetings and I see, you know, maybe their IRA has grown to a certain amount, I can say, all right, we're going to take a little bit off the top here. You earned a little bit less income or we have a little bit room to that next tax bracket. Let's convert, you know, $15,000 or $100,000 this year. Get that into your Roth. And then overall, we're going to be paying less overall taxes. Sounds good. I mean, and again, on that note, we need to do take another break, Joe. Let's go ahead and invite folks to call. Come on in and, and really have that have that talk. 
Yeah, guys. And, and, you know, you've been lighting up the phones and we appreciate getting to know each and every one of you on that intro call. It's fun for me to understand different situations out there and how to effectively help you. And that's why I love talking to new people. So if you are one of the next 10 callers with at least $250,000 saved for retirement, we are going to custom design that easy to understand financial review. And that's going to indicate if you are in need of a full blown retirement plan, there is absolutely no cost or obligation for all our radio listeners that call in right now. The analysis is going to include a fee report and a portfolio risk assessment that will untangle the cost of your current plan or advisor and help you understand how much risk you're taking with your current investments. Guys, that's so important at these levels. Next, we're going to include a tax analysis to determine if we can reduce your overall tax burden and increase your cash flow. That's going to put more money in your pocket instead of good old Uncle Sam. And then finally, guys, we're going to create a customized lifetime income plan using proven strategies and techniques that could electrify your retirement income for the rest of your life. Let us help you take the guesswork out of retirement planning. These 10 spots go quick every week, Steve. Give our listeners that magic number to call. It's very simple. It's 800-930-5905. 10 callers right now. Get that comprehensive financial review. And really, let Joe and the team break it down, make it a financial roadmap. Let you walk out the door with that roadmap so you can really see how you're going to get to where you want to be when it comes to retirement. 10 callers, 800-930-5905. Again, 800-930-5905. You know you're saving for retirement, but do you really know what's going on behind the scenes with your money? Are financial termites eating away at your hard-earned savings? When we come back, we'll outline several strategies that could help stretch those retirement dollars. Back on Wealth Health Radio with Joe Murphy. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall having a great conversation today as per usual. And uh, this is going to be a fun segment, too, because we talk about, you know, getting ready for retirement and financial termites. And the problem we all know with termites is that you don't know the damage until it's done. And when we start talking about fees, that's the same thing. And and that's one of the things that I like that that you can do is, you know, you, I can sh- bring my 401k or, or bring you the, you know, the documents and you can take a deep dive into it and show me what the fees are. Because I would guess most people would say, oh, I'm not charged anything for my 401k. Yeah. And we get that a lot. And then when we break it down, we show them, you know, the administrative costs that they're paying and then the each individual mutual fund or target date fund, the fee that they're paying. And, you know, what we normally see see when we do the side-by-side because of the DOL fiduciary rules, Steve, for qualified plans, we have to do a side-by-side that that shows the current expenses in their current retirement plan and the proposed IRA that they would roll into. So we usually bring that to our clients and show them those two columns and say, look, this is where you are right now. This is what you're paying um, for basically passive management. No one's really watching this for you. It's kind of just riding a roller coaster, especially when you're no longer contributing or using that power of what's called dollar cost averaging, that consistent deposit going in pre-tax into that market over time is a real Real huge benefit. But when you stop contributing to that 401k, you're riding a roller coaster. And if you're not managing those investments inside, you know, it, it can spell trouble, especially in environments like this. But remember, you're still paying a fee um, for yeah. that. So it makes a lot of sense to take a look at some other options out there and say, look, I'm paying a fee to have my money in the market. Uh, maybe it makes sense to have someone that understands my situation, understands what I'm trying to accomplish in retirement understands my risk tolerance, my goals, what my time horizon is, my, you know, those are all things that we take in consideration. And usually it's about the same cost of what they're paying in their 401k for none of that. (laughs) So (laughs) for us, the decision is usually easy, but it's so simple for me because of the DOL fiduciary rule is just pop that form around and we can go line by line and show here's where you are. Here's where we're proposing. This is the the cost difference of, of moving with us as opposed to staying 
at your current retirement plan, 401k, 403b, or whatever it might be. It's eye-opening for a lot of people to see the fees that they're paying for really not a lot of return. That brings us to, to financial literacy, which is to, or behavioral finance, just a, sort of an offshoot of that. And uh, financial literacy is something that really, I think, is sorely lacking in this country, don't you? Oh, without a doubt. I, I so believe that you know the, the core curriculum in our schools should include financial, basic financial planning. You know, how to balance a checkbook, you know, the stock market basics, retirement plan. I think our, 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 overall, our overall country would be so much better if we just had some financial literacy and that would start at the school level. You know, you don't mm -hmm. need to teach rocket science here, but just the basics. So when people get out, it doesn't seem this like foreign, untouchable thing. And look, as human beings and human nature, we tend to avoid the things that we don't understand or that we fear. That would bring the open door and it would really make my job a lot easier because um, I spend a ton of time educating and I love that. Look, I'm a teacher at heart, Steve. So educating our clients is really important to me, but having that base foundation, I think would create a lot of catalysts for, you know, people not making these financial mistakes or listening to someone on social media and making, you know, uh, basically a tragic, a tragic decision, you know, based on someone that they think might have their best interest at heart, but could really care less and is actually doing the opposite. That's why financial literacy is so, so important. Well, and, and you're speaking the, the, the uh, preaching to the choir with, uh, you know, to, to me and certainly, uh, I've got a, a piece of sound here from Heidi Heitkamp. She's a former senator from North Dakota. She was also attorney general. But she is on this financial literacy thing and really stresses how important it is. Well, we haven't been financially literate for a lot of years. When I was attorney general, I would just shake my head when I would see the kinds of scams people would fall for. You know, we could educate seniors not to buy into the Nigerian scam or we could start at the beginning. You know, how do you buy insurance? You know, how do you file your, your tax returns without spending $500 to do it? And there really was not an appetite within the education system to actually build out that kind of classwork. And as a result, we continue to fall further behind. I think she nails it. Oh, without a doubt. In layman's terms, what she's saying is, you know, people want convenience. You know, people want easy. They want it simple. And, and unfortunately, there's a lot of nefarious actors out there that are promoting easy, simple, but they don't have your best interest at heart. So it's real simple to fall. And like she said, with the, you know, the Nigerian scams or the, the telemarketing scams that are all filling our voicemails and, and you know, <laughs> the phone calls that I get, you know, on a nonstop for the student loan and the, the car repair. It's so ridiculous. And you know what? I'll, sometimes uh, if, if I have a little bit of time, I will take the time and talk to those people because I figure, you know what? If, if I have a little fun with the guy at, you know, at the call center, wherever they're calling from, right. then that saves maybe a senior that they would take advantage of. And what they're trying to target is really horrible. They're trying to target you know, our most vulnerable population, you know, the people that maybe have early onset dementia or Alzheimer's. And those are the people that they're taking advantage of. And I'll be honest with you, Steve, Nothing upsets me more than that. I am supremely protective, especially of our senior population. And you see that kind of stuff happening. You almost feel powerless with that. But as she was saying, financial literacy is something that we can control, but it's got to start at a young age. We can show people, you know, if you have a very simple tax return, it's not that hard to file. You know, if you just have a W-2, real, real easy. You shouldn't be going to one of the chop shop tax things on the corner, you know, and they're going to charge you a percentage and you end up paying $500 for very simple tax returns. Right. You know, or, yeah, I mean, these are just all basic things that unfortunately people promote is easy. You get in, it seems like the thing to do, and then you don't realize it until it's too late that you spent all this money or you invested all this money and it really wasn't what you thought it was going to be. And again, just to me, that leads into, uh, you know, behavioral finance, which again is, a, is an interesting way to, to look at things because the way people act and react to money, their money in particular, it's pretty interesting. I mean, yeah, there are there are there are some that that you know there are some sure things, but then I guess I'm guessing you probably get some curveballs occasionally. <laughs> we do, but there is you know what's called a herd mentality or a biomass when it comes to investing. You know, people tend to make the same types of decisions. Different personality types have different decision making uh, decision making. Um, Tendencies. That's that's sure. the word I was looking for. Um, but what what we normally see is those consistent decisions, whether good or bad, are predictable. And when it comes to trading, especially, you can see which way the whole masses are going. And if you're just following the leader, Steve, 
you're going to jump right off with the other lemmings. Um, but if you just take a minute, educate yourself, look the other way, you might be surprised at what you find. And if you don't have the time or, or you don't want to you know, spend the time to educate yourself, that's why you want to deal with the fiduciary. That's why you want that to be your bottom level of care, because what our job is and the oath that we took is to educate our clients, to make sure that they're getting unbiased advice, not advice that's going to generate me a commission or do something better for me than for my clients. That's what the bottom rung of, of, of care should be for financial advisors. And that's what our clients out there and listeners, you should be looking for is that fiduciary level, because that's what our job is to educate and advise. Exactly. And to me, and what I've learned, you know, I've been doing these shows for, I don't know, about five years at this point. And, and that is one thing I've learned that fiduciary advisors such as yourself, you really do care. And it really is about education. It's such a it's such a passion for, I mean, your industry. I mean, the good side of your industry. That's a real passion. It is. You know, we're not a one trick pony over here. I don't just duplicate the same thing over and over again. You know, education is not only important for my clients, Steve, but it's important for me. I am constantly reading. I am constantly looking at tax code legislation. I'm looking at the market. You know, these are all things. My job is to learn. My job is to be aware. And then what I do with that knowledge is I break it down in simple terms so our clients can understand because I don't want to take away their decision making ability. I would never want to do that. But what I do want to do is explain the situation simply so they can understand it and they can make a decision based on their life. Now that they're armed with the knowledge, usually that decision becomes easy. Well, and again, it's just kind of what we're talking about in this segment. Well, we're talking mainly about financial literacy and and, and how to make sure you're getting what you need and, and when you need it. Because again, that becomes part of that planning process. Yeah. And, you know, the planning process is, is, is a big part of it. But education, again, is is the focal point. And, you know, we have to understand we have to have an, and I've, I've talked on this show ad nauseum about relationships, 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 but hopefully our radio listeners out there kind of see why that's so important, because I need to understand someone's situation. I need to be able to know what their goals are. I need to have that connection so I can put in front of them great options that are going to help accomplish the goals that they want to hit. Not that I want to hit, but that they want to hit. And that's the bottom line. When it comes to the planning process, we do it organically. I don't just have, you know, a plug-in and then spits out, you know, the, the Monte Carlo simulation and, you know, this is what we're going to do. Boom, boom, boom. I never like that. I never, you know, I've been part of big firms where they do that. Mm -hmm. I love the organic process. I love the relationship process and I love educating our clients. And, you know, as a fiduciary, that's what my job is. And, you know, not every financial advisor out there is a fiduciary, Steve. It's up to the consumer, unfortunately, to ask that question. So make sure that you are asking your advisor, are you a fiduciary? And if they're not, you have to look at your stuff and say, wait a minute, was this done for me or was this done for them? That's the big question. And we see it all the time when, when clients come to us from other advisors, we're looking at the overall situation and, you know, I'm never going to badmouth everyone ever. That's not what my job is. Right. My job is to look at a situation, assess it and figure out some course of actions and options for the clients to consider. That's how we do it. So it's not a confrontational thing. It's an educational thing. And that's really how we've rolled as a family owned business and a family owned firm. We want that relationship and we want to educate. And folks, if that sounds good to you, make that phone call. In fact, Joe, why don't we invite folks to call right now? Yes, sir. So if you're one of the next 10 callers with at least $250,000 saved for retirement, we are going to custom design that easy to understand financial review that's going to indicate if you are in need of a full-blown retirement plan. There is no cost or obligation for our radio listeners, but you got to call in right now. The analysis is going to include a fee report and a portfolio risk assessment that will untangle the cost of your current plan or advisor and help you understand how much risk you're taking with your portfolio. Next, we're going to include that tax analysis to determine if we can reduce your overall tax burden and increase your cash flow. And then finally, guys, we're going to create that customized lifetime income plan using proven strategies and techniques 
that could turbocharge your retirement income for the rest of your life. Let us help you take the guesswork out of retirement planning. These 10 spots are going quick, Steve. Give our listeners that magic number to call. You got it, Joe. 800-930-5905. That's the number. 10 callers right now going to get that comprehensive financial review. You'll see where you are today. But more importantly, you'll find that you now have a roadmap that'll help get you to where you need to be. 800-930-5905. 10 callers right now, 800-930-5905. Time once again to answer your questions. That and more when we come right back. We're back on Wealth Health Radio with Joe Murphy. I'm consumer advocate Steve Sadal having a, a good conversation today. I like the areas that we're covering, Joe. Gee, we've got into uh, financial literacy. We've been talking about the uh, the uh, real estate market. I mean, these are good things, Joe. And, and I think people uh, appreciate hearing that. And uh, I think it inspires them to write their own questions. What do you think? I totally agree. That's a great point, Steve. You know, it's when it comes to, to, you know, people in this country and how that we've saved, you know, obviously there's trends, you know, the majority of Americans have the lion's share of their, their life savings and tax qualified plans. We know how to plan for that. But there's also a large segment that got into the real estate market. We know how to plan for that tax efficiency is really what separates the men from the boys. And that's what it boils down to. Having Amber at this firm is is unbelievable for us um, because it allows me to go, hey, I got this situation right next door. She's probably listening listen in, in on, the, on the radio show. But you know, you can just, you can tell when we put a plan together and it shows the client how much less they're going to pay Uncle Sam when we put together the tax plan and the tax efficiency, regardless of the asset or what we're trying to accomplish. We know the code and that's the big thing. And when it all boils down to it, the more money that we can put in your pocket, that's where we get smiles ear to ear. And usually our clients are like, wow, I didn't know we could do that. And the best thing about dealing with Amber as an EA is she is fully prepared to defend in front of the IRS and we will never, ever put our client in a situation that we are not ready to defend at no charge. Ah, boy, that sounds great. 800-930-5905 is the number. Let's uh, check in with a couple of folks who are listeners and wondering. uh, Albert has a question. Uh, He's asking, uh, what does period certain mean on an annuity contract? The complex language of the contract is tough to understand. A look at payout options looks like there's a cutoff age, and I don't have a current advisor with the annuity company. Albert, thank you for the question, and I understand your frustration. Um, If you're looking at your actual annuity policy contract, um, you might as well be reading Greek. (laughs) Or, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's very difficult to, to comprehend the language in there because of all the state requirements, Illinois, Indiana, Florida. They put a lot of jargon in there, technical jargon. So it's really difficult to decipher. Um, the best bet for you is, like I said, give a give a fiduciary financial advisor a call, or you can call the company direct, um, and they should be able to guide you. But I'm going to answer some of your questions in general. Okay. Uh, the period certain. Okay. So what that is is when you elect payments or a payout off your annuity. Remember, an annuity is a distribution vehicle. It is a very effective distribution vehicle, and there's different types of annuities. Um, but when you either annuitize a contract and that's turning it into payments, or you have an immediate annuity that you bought to create a stream of payments, you have choices of how you receive those payments. Um, One is going to be what's called life only, where you receive a set amount, and it's probably going to be a little lower than the other options. Um, You receive a set amount for the rest of your life. Um, You also have a, a life with what's called a period certain um, and that's kind of what you're talking about. And there's a couple different period certains, but one of the options on the payouts is life with period certain, which means that if you have a life with a five-year period certain um, and you pass away in the first year, that contract will pay the additional four years to your beneficiary and then it's done. Regardless, if you gave them a million bucks and you only leave, live three years um, or two years or whatever it is and you had a five-year period of certain, once they pay that five-year out, they're done. Um, that's why we don't like annuitizing contracts or these these types of payouts. Mm-hmm. We like lifetime income. Um, and you can also elect a period certain, just a straight period certain, whether that's a five-year, 
10-year, 20-year period certain, which means it's going to make payments um, based on the amount that you give the insurance company. So $100,000, five-year period payment, they're going to break it down, add the interest, and it's going to spit that out over five years. You'll make a little bit of money. You can do the calculations based on the payout. Um, the company usually disclosed that up front. But in ballpark, once that period certain is over, Albert, that's it for the money. And that's like I said, looking at an annuity contract, you definitely want advisement before you pick one of these because maybe your health might not be great. And if you pick just a life only and you pass away the next day, that's how the insurance companies win. And, and like I said, I would probably advise you a different direction with this thing, but please give a professional call, Albert, so we can make sure you don't make a mistake with this. And if you are looking at a, you know, an annuity payout here, we make the best possible decision for your situation. 800-930-5905 is the number, Albert. And I, I think the last line of that question, I don't have a current advisor with the annuity company. I think a lot of people experience that because they get sold an annuity from you know a broker. And I'm not saying anything's bad about that, but no. they're, left, they're left holding the bag, so to speak. This poor guy doesn't have an idea what he's got. No, and when you look at annuities and, and life insurance in general, you know they they they're sold by life insurance agents. That's the certification that you do need. Um, and like I said, there is a lot of turnover in the life insurance business. So the person that sold you the annuity contract may no longer be in the business, but that's okay. You can call another advisor to help guide you through that, or you can call the back office of that company, the administrative department. They all have sales support. They'll be able to break it down as well. So you got a couple options there, Albert. To really get educated to be before, please, please, before you make that choice. All right. Fair enough. Uh, all right. James has a question saying, uh, he said, he's asking, how can I locate an investment account that I lost track of many years ago? The firm I invested with sold it, uh, sold to other firms. <laughs> that happens a lot. I'm guessing um, it does. It does, especially with pensions. We see that we see that a lot. The pensions will, will buy out, and we've seen a lot of insurance companies buy pensions. So, locating them can be a little bit of a challenge if maybe it was 20, 30 years ago. But one of the one of the main resources is you want to do a Google search um, for unclaimed funds in your state. So if it's Indiana or Illinois, just Indiana unclaimed funds. Um, you'll be able to enter your personal information. It'll do a search on there to see if there's any uh, unclaimed payouts or excuse me, or funds um, that can be distributed to you or locate the actual policy. Okay. Um, there's a couple tricks that we can use, Steve. Um, so if you're really stuck, give us a call. I have some other outside um, options there to identify. Sometimes we go on the hunt for these things. We will eventually find it, um, but it just depends on how hidden and how deep it is. Sure, exactly. 800-930-5905, James, give us a call. Uh, all right, Saul has a question. He said, is there a good rule of thumb for how much of my IRA should be invested in safe investments at age 60, or is it just a matter of personal preference? I think, uh, Saul, I think it's more of a matter of personal preference. And okay. here's why I say that. Um, there are a lot of different variables that go into how we allocate or how we invest a client's portfolio. Um, everything from your personal risk tolerance your time horizon, um, where your other assets are, you know, are your other assets in a safer investment? Are they in real estate? What are they in? You know, and that gives me a good indicator is how much are you going to need to depend on this account? And if you're going to need sole dependence on this account, I'm probably not going to put you in micro caps and unprofitable tech. That's just not going to happen. I'm going to keep you more conservatively invested because you need to depend on this money and we can't take a 20 or 30% hit on it. So it is going to depend. I would say, from your choice here, personal preference, but that would be after a complete assessment, understanding your whole situation, Saul, so we could get this one IRA account dialed in to make sure it's working in the best possible way for your situation. And again, I think probably a lot of people come to this realization and, you know, they've got an IRA, they're, you know, you turn 60, you kind of go, okay, what, what do I do now? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, it's, it's common. You know, you just think that you keep going and most people don't touch it. You know, they don't even look at it and we'll, we'll see, you know, account statements come in here um, for older clients and, and they're so aggressive and had no, you know, why did I lose 25%? Well, you're in tech, you know, and tech's taking a huge hit, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, understanding and having someone to work with you along the way, not just when you feel you need something or you see a huge loss on your statement, you know, that's usually a 401 
alarm call for people to call their custodian or their or their advisor if they see that huge drop. But the communication with the fiduciary is usually going to happen on a quarterly basis. So we're really zeroed in on our clients. We understand what's going on and we have communication along the way. So it's not like a huge surprise, but I wouldn't put you in a situation like that, Saul, if this was your sole dependence of, of income um, or a large portion of it in retirement. But again, it's going to be particular to your situation and your other assets involved. All right. And uh, let's see, we got time for one more quick one here. Sure. Lu Lucille uh, is wondering, she said, I heard you talk about an emer having an emergency fund, but I'm not sure how to determine how much should be in it. Is there an easy formula to use? And should I have more or less in this fund after retirement? Oh, great question, Lucille, and thank you for it. Um, yes, if if any of our radio listeners have listened to Dave Ramsey, he's like the biggest proponent of the emergency oh, yeah. savings fund, and you know he says have three to six months in there. I, I think you have to have a liquid account that you can pull off of in the event of emergency. Absolutely, you, you just need that new roof, new furnace. You know, life throws curveballs at us. You need to have accessible cash that's not going to put you into double-digit interest rate debt. Um, that's the problem that a lot of uh, people have, and I've seen you know statistics as high as forty percent of uh, of Americans don't have four hundred bucks that they could pull off of in the event of an emergency. Um, that's that's crisis situation right there. If you have an opportunity to save, creating an emergency fund is probably one of the easier uh, funds to create because you can do it with a small amount of money over time. Joe, let's let's invite folks to call one last time today. You got him, my man. So I know we only have uh, two spots left this week. So if you are the last two callers with at least $250,000 saved for retirement, we are going to custom design that easy to understand financial review that will indicate if you are in need of a full-blown retirement plan. There is absolutely no cost or obligation for our radio listeners that call in right now. The analysis is going to include a fee report and a portfolio risk assessment, which will untangle the cost of your current plan or advisor and help you guys understand how much risk you're taking with your investments. Next, we're going to include a tax analysis to determine if we can reduce your overall tax burden and increase your cash flow. That's going to put more money in your pocket instead of good old Uncle Sam. And then finally, guys, we're going to create that customized lifetime income plan using proven strategies and techniques that could electrify your retirement income for the rest of your life. Let us help you take the guesswork out of retirement planning. These two spots have gone quick and they're the only ones left, Steve. So give those listeners our magic number to call. You got it, Joe. 800-930-5905. Folks are busy today booking those appointments. Yes, there's still a chance for you. Give us a call. 800-930-5905. It's a chance to get a financial roadmap put together. Joe and his team can do it for you. And it becomes really easy to understand. A practical financial review that starts with that call. 800 930 905. You're going to get that comprehensive financial review. You'll see where you are today, but more importantly, you, you walk out with a roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be. 800-930-5905. Again, 800-930-5905. Joe, as always, a pleasure to, to talk with you. It's one of my favorite hours of the week. One, it goes by so quickly, and two, the information is so good. Appreciate it, Steve. It's always good to talk to you on a Sunday, and uh, excited to talk here in a couple weeks, and uh, like you said, we'll always have some new topics out there. We do, if you guys want, we do have an e-booklet on the 1031 exchange in the DST. You can sign up right on our website or give us a call and we'll make sure you get all set up and get that e-book out to you explaining the basics of the 1031. MWMfinancial.tax. That's the website. Thanks, Joe. Let's talk soon. Sounds good, Steve. The content of this radio show is provided for informational purposes only and should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any type of securities. Joe Murphy, MWM Advisory Group, and Murphy Wealth Management are not responsible for the consequences of any decisions or actions taken as a result of the information provided in this radio show and do not warrant or guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information provided. The information discussed today reflects the views of Joe Murphy and his guests as the date of this show and are subject to change without notice. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Any forward-looking statements or forecasts are based on the assumptions and actual results may vary from such statements or forecasts. No reliance should be placed on any statements or forecasts when making any investment decision. Accordingly, listeners should not rely solely on the information provided today in making any investment decision. There is a risk of loss from investing in securities, including the risk of loss of principal. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will be profitable or suitable for a particular investor.
investor's financial situation or risk tolerance. Asset allocation and portfolio diversification cannot assure or guarantee better performance and cannot eliminate the risk of investment losses. 